the military also has land and properties that offer RV camping, like sites. You can just, you know, book your little RV spot and booking your little campus site. More on this in this episode of Stationed with Stories. Stationed with Stories. That's it. All right. You are listening to Stationed with Stories. I am your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. And before we get started, let me just let y'all know that these are my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. And they do not represent or reflect the positions, opinions, or views of the U.S. Armed Forces in any way. All right, y'all. Well, let's jump into it. Hi, peeps. Excited to be with you all this week. We have another fantastic episode of Station with Stories. If you have not checked me out online, stationed underscore story is where you find me on Instagram and Twitter. And y'all, the website stationedwithstories.com is where you can find everything, including all of the flash fiction if you want to read that. And let me just make this note. Let me just say this to you all really quickly. I actually sat down and read some of your reviews on the platforms that you're listening to this podcast on. And when I say that it really warmed my heart to read the wonderful things that you have said about Stationed with Stories, I mean, man, it really, really touched my heart. It it inspired me. It encouraged me. So thank you so much for those who have reviewed the podcast. And if you have not already, if you are listening to the podcast on a podcast app, please do give it all the stars and rate it. I am reading your comments and I am just so thankful for your support. Now, moving into the book that I read, y'all, this past week, I finished a book that, and usually, if you know you've been with me, I will give you my three words. You can kind of tell whether I loved it or, or I liked it or it was just okay, but I give it to you, right? I share just general thoughts about the book. This book, though, I have to tell you, just biased opinion, I really enjoyed this book. And the book is called Hope and Glory by Jandela Benson, came out in 2022. Now, my little family book club, mom, sister, and I, we read this book. It was my mom's pick. And we kind of took a summer break, a little break from reading as a book club. Now, y'all know I'm always reading, okay? So I have been reading a plenty of books, okay? A plenty these last couple of weeks, these last couple of months. But we resumed our own book club and we actually just finished our little book club talk. So I'm particularly excited right now because we were just sharing our thoughts. But this one, we all agreed, was the best book we've read in our little family book club. My words for this book, compelling, intriguing, relatable, compelling. This author, this debut author, debut book for Jandela Benson, and the book itself is very compelling. The characters are compelling. The problems are compelling. It really propels you forward in the book. You want to know the answers to certain questions that pop up. Um, And then it's also just very fascinating how these characters are being developed, the relationships. I'll talk about the relationships a little bit. But 
just a compelling read. Like it really sits with you at the end. I think there are so many lessons. And not, it's not that it's written as a book with lessons, but so many lessons I took from talking about the book with others. I would say it's definitely a book club read. It's one of those books where you would gain a lot from reading the book and talking about the book with other people. Because when I say I sat and had a particular perspective about some of the things that happened in the book, and my sister had a totally different perspective of how the same thing meant something very different to her, I was just just reminded of how compelling the book is, how it really can be a book that you can take a lot from and just, and just, it's just the issues pushes you to read. The next word I have is intriguing, which ties into this conversation. The main character, Glory, she coming back home, going back home to London from her good time in LA, quote unquote, good time. You learn more about that later. It's compelling. She goes back because of her father's funeral. And I should probably do this more often. So the book is basically about a woman who goes back home after her father dies and is basically reconnected with her family that she's been disconnected from. And she finds out that there's something, there's some kind of family secrets that are going to come out when it comes to her sister who was uh, dead, who her sister who died when she was young, okay? So she she knows she has an older sister, she has a younger brother, and she has a sister who died as a child. And some chatter comes about that starts to open up some questions that she has about this sister who died. And it opens up a lot in terms of what happens to this family and the fraught, fraught, past um, that this family had. So very curious, those questions when they start to open up and very early in the book, I was just intrigued, very intriguing issues. Family dramas tend to really pull me in anyway. And it's not like drama, 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 but there's like just little fissures there that just intrigue me and strong Nigerian British family and that the cultural pieces are fascinating that she's contending with, with her own sensibilities of kind of breaking free from some of these traditions, these familial traditions that she kind of needs to follow in order to get what she needs to get and the information she needs. But she doesn't want to play by the rules. She's trying to find answers and it is intriguing. Last word is relatable. I would say that the relationships are very relatable. There is a storyline of uh, romance, I guess you can say, but it is a re- it's a relatable story, okay? <laughs> and it's not all roses and butterflies. It's some real stuff, some real stuff. And it felt like the characters were developed in such multifaceted ways that you couldn't just draw one conclusion, one simple conclusion about any character, including the secondary characters. I think she did that very well. Not just the primary characters, not just the protagonist gets a deep dive, complex personality, but even the secondary characters, some complex 
histories and just idiosyncrasies that they have that really paint the world in much more complex ways than a lot of books, to be honest. And I really enjoy that the relationships weren't all one way or all another way. They were complex and they were very relatable for that reason. So once again, the book is called Hope and Glory by Jendela Benson. Came out in 2022. My words were compelling, intriguing, relatable. Like I said, it is one of the best books, most thoroughly written, just complex books that I've read in a while. Um, One of my top ones, I would say. And uh, you should check it out if you so choose. All right, y'all, moving on to the topic of the day. Listen, the military and the great outdoors. Now, for those of you who are not outdoors people, that's okay. It is fine. You do your thing, okay? Some people are just more so city people. Some people just may not even be just inner city, New York City, Chicago, Houston type people, but just really like to be away from trees and especially bugs and animals. And I get that, but I would say that I am an adventurous person. I like the great outdoors. I had exposure to the great outdoors early in life, and that continues, even though I'm not someone who is like off the grid, you know, I'm not one of those people who lives in a hammock outside. So not on the extreme of it, but I would just like to say that when it comes to getting your feet wet just a little bit, but not wanting to have to jump into something unawares, the military has some good resources on how to just dip your toe into situations. So let me just tell y'all what happened this past week. Okay, so my birthday was this past weekend and I wanted to go camping. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am one of those people. I wanted to go camping. And I was like, okay, how are we going to go camping in a way that I will not like die out there because I went into bear zone and didn't realize I was going into bear zone or I went at the wrong time of year and was not prepared for the you know climate conditions, all this, right? And so y'all, a couple of weeks ago, I went to this MWR class, right? So Morale, Welfare, and Recreation. There we go, MWR. For those who are not initiated into this meal spouse life. So I went to an MWR class and it was an outdoors class, like preparation. And the title was Backpacking 101. And I was like, yes, I want to backpack this fall. Now this is going to be important later because I told you I went camping, not backpacking. But it was a great course because some of the things that they taught us in that hour class on base was helpful in me preparing for camping. Now, the other piece of this is that the camping trip was related to the Navy, okay? There's this, basically, I guess it's happening for three months, and I didn't realize that until later, but they're having the great Navy camp out in my region. This is in Washington State, 
and three different locations. So July, August, and then there will be a September location where you can get a camping site like area for free. Now, here's one other thing, y'all. When you are interested in trying adventurous things, but you know nothing about it, y'all, I didn't know you had to pay to put your tent somewhere. No, I didn't. I really didn't. For y'all who know, you know, you're like, of course you have to pay to pitch a tent. I didn't know that. I thought it was just outdoors. Okay, just just throw your tent out there. It's not private property. As long as it's not private property, you know, if it's at a state park or a national park, just get your little spot. But no, y'all, thankfully somebody has some sense and said, let's get these courses together for people who don't, who do not know anything like me, like myself. Okay. And so I learned one, you need apparently park passes for certain places, national parks, state parks. But if you're pinching a tent and especially with the facilities that they offer, you need to rent that space. Okay. So I needed that information. Somebody had to tell me, y'all. I didn't know, okay? So that was part of it. But the other, like the even better part was that I wasn't just out here pitching tents in random national parks or random state parks and trying to figure out on my own. Y'all, the military, and this is specifically the Navy I'm talking about, but I imagine that this happens in several branches where they have, just like the, I've talked about the Navy Lodge, right? These lodges, basically hotels, that are on Navy bases. So there are hotels on, you know, bases all across the world, whether it's Air Force or Marine base or Army base, you know, so on and so forth. There are hotels, right? And they're basically chain hotels. Well, the same thing applies for cabins and RV sites and yes, even camping. I had no idea until... I read up on this this past these past two weeks, I guess I would say. Friend told me about this great Navy camp out, and I realized later that not only is it like Navy people coming together to camp out, the actual site was owned by the military. Okay, so if you need a hotel, most people know if you're a mill spouse, military spouse, okay, you probably know that there are hotels on pretty much every sizable base. Any base of any size has a hotel, okay? So you know that. And if you don't know that, if you're very new, you're very new meal spouse, I just told y'all something, okay? But for those who already know that but don't know the next piece, which is that there are sites that are like resorts for the military personnel, like for veterans, for example, they can book resorts And they are owned by the military and they use their IDs to book. That is another piece of it. So not just for work, but for play. Okay. So that part is great. And then the next level of this that I learned is not just for, you know, business or like if you're PCSing, mean, you know, you're a permanent change of station moves and all of that, that you need the hotel and not just for a little vacation where you can find a military resort around the world, but the military also has land and properties that offer RV camping, like sites. You can just, you know, book your little RV spot and booking your little camping site. So that's what I did, y'all. This past weekend, I joined the Great Navy Campout. It was for free because this is like special thing. And I'm like, listen, 
tell me it's free and you're going to get me through the door. You, I mean, you can get me through the informational door at the very least, okay? So that's how they got me, y'all. They got me in with the free. I figured it out. It wasn't very clear. <laughs> I'll tell y'all that. I wasn't 100% clear that the property, the camping space was owned by the Navy, but that became clear when I started to do a little bit more research. And it was free, y'all. The activities, they had activities, mostly family-friendly activities, a lot of kid-geared activities on this property. And it was at Pacific Beach in Washington State. Really, really beautiful because you're near the ocean, right off the Pacific Ocean. There is a state park right down the street to where you can like, you know, access to the beach. And it's not really, I mean, it was much chillier down there than it is in most places right now, summertime. So no one was swimming in the beach, you know, in the water. It was a lot chillier, but it was beautiful. And it was fascinating just to engage a little bit more deeply in the military and the offerings because I just did not realize that there were so many recreational sites offered to military families, to spouses, right, to veterans and camping sites. It's just one of those perks. And so I thought that was fantastic. Activities, y'all, they had tie-dyeing, they had kite making. I did the kite making. They taught you how to make a kite. It was just like a little kit and then we were able to fly the kites. And y'all, I haven't flown a kite since I was an actual child, okay? Probably under the age of 10, like an actual kid. And so that just brought out the kid in me, y'all. The cell, They had a little bit of Wi-Fi, but I kind of unplugged. I really did not. I didn't go on any social media sites during the weekend while we were out there. It was just a fantastic time to unplug. And back to that that camping, that backpacking class rather that the MWR offered, that helped me in getting prepared because y'all, in terms of having like the right type of gear, having the right type of tent, uh, sleeping bag, which um, I just gonna tell y'all, I didn't end up doing a sleeping bag. We ended up doing an air mattress, you know, times have changed, right? So a lot of air mattresses happen these, these days in camping sites. But Y'all, it was just fantastic because a lot of that information I needed in order to prepare me for this like little crash course to camping. And once again, like I said, I wanted to do it. I like the outdoors, but I just need a little hand holding. Okay. So I did mention that this was connected to a the Navy getaways site, right? Like kind of like a little hotel, but more like a cabana, like individual cabanas or little house, guest houses, right? That part made it very convenient. So when I did need, you know, a little hot meal, which we didn't do it, but we we had the backup plan. If we need a hot meal, we just walk a little bit, like a little four or five minute walk, and we can go right into the hotel area lobby and go into the cafe, right? Some of y'all are saying you were cheating, girl. Well, okay, I did the best I could (laughs) in terms of my little crash course because this was the first time I've been camping as an adult. And it really got my confidence up, okay? So that's all I will say about that. I will just encourage you, if you have not checked out some of these more recreational sites for military families, check it out, okay? It's not just about the official information that you need to 
have and to know in order to have the paperwork you need and be able to do the things officially that you need to do as a military family. But there's a lot of fun things and not just MWR like trips, but actual location sites that you can go to to vacation at that are kind of that handhold and the safety net of being in a community that you are familiar with people who understand military members, families, and they're doing really cool things, especially for military families. And this was one of them for me. So, you know, kind of engage a little bit more, y'all. You can, you can, you know, jump into something new without having to take full responsibility for all the information and all the planning and also just some cheaper rates on top of that because you already know when you're staying at a lot of these properties, they are much cheaper than staying at resorts or even campgrounds that are open to the public. All right, y'all. So moving on to the last portion of the podcast, let me just share with you all a piece, another flash fiction piece that is called Roller Coaster. Carolyn cleared her throat, but said nothing as they sped down the highway towards the Dallas suburb her brother called home. The cut grass along the highway shaved down her confidence that she'd made the right choice to come here. Back in Southern California, vegetation shot up from the ground along the highway, untamed and unmanicured like her. They were total opposites, Carolyn and CJ. Long before she rolled her first spliff and he tried his first case in court, she knew they'd grow up to be driftwood in the ocean, washing up on distinctly different islands to make their homes. Carolyn hadn't waited more than five minutes outside their arrivals terminal before CJ pulled up, parking his luxury car and popping the trunk. He looked exactly as he did as a 17-year-old. Gathering from his furrowed brow, the 22 years had rendered her near unrecognizable. This is it? CJ asked, taking her duffel bag carefully from her clenched fist. She nodded. Carolyn was reluctant to let the only possessions she owned go, but relinquished them and met her brother's awkward hug before she scuttled into the passenger's seat. Carolyn counted the out-of-state license plates to focus her mind on the ride home, adjusting the long sleeves of the top she'd pulled out of a clothing bin drive. Too hot for Texas summer, but it hid the pockmarks and cutting scars from the children because she was an auntie and she'd be meeting the kids for the first time. Mama always knew you'd come around, CJ said, as they pulled into a quaint subdivision that led to his beautiful modern home. But Mama never saw it, Carolyn thought. She'd finally gotten herself clean, but Carolyn had waited too late to reintroduce herself to her family. I have a lot to prove, she said. Take your time, CJ said. Carolyn decided that she liked this response. Indeed, taking things fast and hard had been her downfall. She shook the past from her mind by counting the flowering plants in her brother's flower beds as he grabbed her duffel bag. She'd counted seven flowers before the whoosh of a door opening preceded a flurry of excited voices that stole her attention. 
three kids, seven, 10, and 13. They greeted their dad, her brother, then filed over to her. Hi, Auntie Carolyn, the little one chimed. The middle one waved. The eldest one wavered. With eyes like her grandmother's, eyes like the ones Carolyn had herself, this teen examined her, and Carolyn felt once more like she'd made the wrong choice in coming here, in trying to restart her life in this perfectly manicured, controlled environment of theirs. We can ride the roller coasters together, the eldest said at last. When we go to Six Flags, her niece wanted to visit the theme park that day. Carolyn's eyes shot wide with apprehension. No, Macy, not today. Not anytime soon, CJ quickly said, patting his eldest child on the head as he explained that with her siblings too young and her father's stomach too queasy and her mother keeping an eye on the younger two, Macy had to ride the roller coasters alone. She was looking for a roller coaster buddy like Carolyn. Apparently, this new auntie would do. And that's when it hit Carolyn. That she wasn't manicured or beautifully presented. She didn't have the bright past or the brilliant future ahead of her. And yes, at this point of her life, she preferred to take things slow. But apparently, just being present was enough to offer. Macy thought that she would do. Her niece wanted a buddy with whom to ride life's roller coasters. And hadn't she needed that too? When she was Macy's age. Today's just fine with me, Carolyn said, interrupting her brother's explanation. What's that? CJ asked, clearly confused. I have a lot to prove. No time to take it easy, Carolyn said to her brother, before reaching her hand out towards her smiling nieces and nephew and walking back to the car. All right, y'all, that is it for this episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. You have all the information. I've told you all of it, okay? You know to find me on the website. You know how to find me on Instagram and Twitter. And y'all, you already know that you need to leave a review if you have not already. Share the podcast, give it all the stars, and I will be back with you all next week. This is Station with Stories. I am your host, Kalisha Hollis Jesse. Bye, peeps. <clears throat> Station with stories. That's it.